the college football experience week eight DFS show for Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Saturday. Yes, on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog has just added pickup scorchers where you can win a hundred times the amount of money you enter. That's right, turn five dollars into five hundred in one game. Plus, every Sunday they're giving away a hundred thousand dollars. Use the promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a hundred percent deposit bonus up to five hundred dollars. We're also brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app. Uh, create an account. Use the promo code CFBX for twenty dollars off your first purchase. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app, or visit hofbets.com. Use that promo code SGPN to get fifty percent off your first month, and start making smarter bets today, people. And finally, we're giving away three thousand dollars in our NFL Second Chance Survivor contest, presented by Corey Pinkston and Barking Dog Properties. The contest starts this weekend, and it's free to enter. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com/slash/survivor. That is sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Slash Survivor. Hey, this is Bill Romanowski. You're listening to SGPN. Let it ride. Show for Thursday night, Friday, and both slates on Saturday. It's early morning in the Pacific, on the Pacific, in the Pacific. I might be in the fucking ocean. All right. Uh, perhaps you're wondering who the hell you're listening to, and that's fair. My name is Colby Swinging Database Dad, aka Pick Don D. That's not a pick, this is a pick. He was raised in the land down under where a man thinks on his feet speaks with his fists and lives by his wits. When Dundee happened, he was a superstar. Nobody knows nothing. Somebody knows. Double the price. But no one touches Dundee. Woo! We had a great, hopefully you caught the DFS slate for Tuesday and Wednesday. I know NC Nick won one of those. Tonight. There we go. And hopefully you're watching on YouTube, youtube.com slash the college experience. Check us out. We got shows coming all day this fine Thursday. Um, look, I, I'm excited about the slate tonight. I am joined by my co-host, uh, the DFS God himself. We invite you to come play DFS uh, via uh, our Twitter account at TCE on SGPN and this guy's account at NC underscore underscore N I C K. Uh, give it up for the rooftop IPA drinking, home brew making, tobacco road living, the free lot giving, farmer, farmer, her basketball league MVP. Give it up for NC Nick in the place to be. There we go, man. What's going on? It is a great slate tonight. I just wish there was a third game. There should, I mean, the they FCS, they're there. There's two games tonight. There for the taking. Yeah, Come on they, now. Uh, DF uh, DraftKings letting us down, letting us down a little bit. 
But uh, yeah, so uh, let's quickly recap from where we left off from Monday's pod. I did win the Tuesday night slate, but I had to split the pot because M Buner 23 and I had the same lineup. Uh, you were in the in the mix there for a while too, especially with uh, Vadiado, who was pretty low owned. Uh, him and the him and the the connection with Metcalf was looking really good in the first half. Kind of fizzled out in the second half. Metcalf couldn't get loose. Vadiado threw a couple picks, but um, that was a fun slate. Yeah, and I still want that chance. Of, uh, that was a fumble <laughs> by Salter, who I, I mean, one was my fantasy quarterback as well. But true, uh, Vibrator would have had a chance to uh, to to score another touchdown. Or, or maybe throw another pick. So I don't know. Uh, <laughs> then uh, Wednesday night, uh, Jabari Smith fan one, Jamie eight, two, three, eight came in second. You won our side bet though. You had the New Mexico state Monty Watkins running back uh, who went 10 for one Oh nine, which actually brought down his yards per carry average on the season. He's a dog dude. Why don't they give more carries? Yeah. This is like John Lee Eldridge 2.0. Seriously. I mean, yeah. he just breaks long run after long run. And and I think 10 carries was the most he's gotten all year. And even, yeah, I mean, I don't understand it. I believe I'm double checking. Was he the Michigan transfer TCU's transfer? He, so he had a, he had, yeah, he was a, he was a four-star recruit to TCU. I don't recall him on TCU. He might've been buried on that, on that depth chart. I mean, they had some really good running backs the last couple of years. Uh, he was no, no, no. He was TCU running back two years ago. So yeah, so that year they had yeah. Zach Evans, who's going to start for yeah. the Rams this week. Yeah. yeah, and they had um uh, Kendra Miller on the Saints. So no wonder why he didn't crack. And that the third stuff. string back, the the guy that played in the Natty last year, who's on the Chargers. I'm, draw, I'm drawing I, a blank uh, on his name yeah. right now. And the guy who starts this year, who's been kicking ass. Um. Not Trey Sanders, the transfer from Alabama, but the guy I've been rostering all freaking year. Yeah. No. Well, well, either way. So, uh, but I had M- uh, Malik Phillips, one of the Sam Houston State receivers. He had a solid game, four for fifty nine. But uh, you beat me. You're up one nothing this week in side bets. I, you know, it's what I do. It's what I do over here in the land down under. Um, but let's talk about the slate here. Let's just jump right into it. But before we do that, folks, I want to tell you. That the college football experience DFS show is brought to you by SGPN Second Chance Survivor Plus NFL Gambling Podcast in their uh, their review contest. Look, Second Chance Survivor. No, I'm not talking about that Jimmy Johnson show where he's on a fucking island and he's got to eat for like a, a month. I don't know. Uh, no, this is the Second Chance Survivor, folks. All right, because we know you're knocked out of your NFL Survivor. You can be honest. All right, I got knocked out. I took the Washington Redskins to beat. Chicago Bears, they lost. I have been looking for that second chance here. And boom, we got you covered uh, with SGPN Second Chance Survivor, presented by Corey Pinkston and Barking Dog Properties. $3,000 are up for grabs. Winner take all starts this week. So sign up now. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash survivor. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash survivor. Uh, we're also brought to you by NBA. Or, <laughs> NFL gambling podcast. I almost said NBA NFL gambling podcast. Those guys are doing a review, uh, a review contest. So leave an apple podcast review with your favorite touchdown related bet for this weekend. And the biggest winner will get a $50 SGPN gift card. Make sure to include your YouTube username in the review. So we, uh, so we can contact the winner. Uh, also we're brought to you by underdog fantasy. Yes. And underdog has just introduced scorchers. Go five for five and pick up scorchers and enjoy a spicy hundred times payout. 
And for a limited time, Underdog is extending their first deposit bonus up to five hundred dollars. Uh, and every Sunday they're giving away a hundred grand. Yeah, uh, t- yeah, that's right. Every Sunday, ten lucky players will win ten thousand dollars each. An underdog I like for this Thursday is I'm going Rice Owls on the money line against the Tulsa Golden Hurricane. The Owls are three point dogs. I don't understand that line. We're riding with JT Daniels and company. So watch along, make picks, and maybe make a little extra cash over an underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up with the promo code SGPN, underdog will double your first deposit of $500. That's underdog fantasy, promo code SGPN. So obviously, I was talking about Amani Bailey, the TCU running back now, but I quickly pulled up the stats from TCU two years ago. First off, Amani Bailey was not on the TCU squad. He was a transfer from Louisiana, but dude, it's a pretty interesting roster. So actually Max Duggan had the most carries on the team. He, he was, he was on the chargers. He might've got released in the preseason, but um, Amari DeMarcado is the other name. He's so, on the chargers. Now he played last week. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Cardinals was it Cardinals. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, Cardinals, Cardinals, Cardinals. Yeah. Zach Evans, Henry Miller. So all three of those running backs, Monty Watkins got 12 carries that year for TCU. The other guy they had other in addition to Max Duggan and Chandler Morris, a quarterback was Sam Jackson, who is now starting some games for Cal. So, uh, and then obviously you also had uh, Quentin Johnston who he's on the chargers. So uh, pretty interesting roster, man, deep, deep running backs that year for TCU. You, you know, if you go back to the interview where I had Scott uh, coach watch Scott Watchenheim on the show, he uh, coached at Utah State with Gary Patterson, and yeah. we were talking. I don't even know if it was on the interview or off air, but he told me he was like, "Yeah, I don't know if they're going to be able to sustain that because Gary Patterson's the best judge of talent he's ever seen." He said, "Out of all the coaches I've been with, he knew what the players best could be suited for, uh, whether it was defensive back, whether it was running back. Because a lot of times you have you struggle to to know where you're going to put your guys." Sure, and. Uh, he said that, you know, I don't know about Sonny Dykes, but he goes, I thought he walked into a, a situation where you knew your, that team was way more talented than their record. Yeah. And uh, it'll be interesting to see if they can sustain that without Patterson's uh, you know, es- essentially, you know, the guy bringing in the talent. So um, something to monitor something to yeah. that's unbelievable though. Um, all right. Sure. Well, well, look tonight, we got two games. Uh, the game. I think we're all excited to see is the JMU Dukes hit the road to Huntington, West Virginia. They've never beaten Marshall huge game in the Sunbelt East Marshall's thinks, Hey, I know they, they lost to NC state followed that with a loss at Georgia state, but they're still alive to very alive. You win this game. You have the inside track on getting to the Sunbelt championship perhaps. So um, best game of the night for sure. I mean, only two games that has an over under 49 and a half. Meanwhile, Rice Tulsa, which is also a pretty interesting game, I think could both, be a shootout. Over both under teams might go bowling in that. You might be shout out yeah, to I mean, Terrell Furman right? Jr. in the chat. Yeah, um, I I think both games actually it might end up pretty. Like when I saw Rice Tulsa in August, I was like, eh. Now I'm like, yeah. I mean, I, I I'm on the over with Rice, so I need them to win this, but. Um, uh, both games actually pretty decent for a Thursday. Mix that in with those two FCS games. You got four college football games on tonight. Um, uh, but let's talk about the DFS slate for Thursday because we don't have the FCS games on the DFS slate, unfortunately. However, I feel decent about my roster here. How about you? 
Yeah, yeah, not too bad. I mean, I think quarterback is interesting. Um, I, I rostered two. I imagine you did as well. I did. And but really, like you can't trust the Tulsa quarterback situation right now. You got both Braxton and Williams playing snaps last week. Neither looked good. I don't know if anybody knows who's going to start for Tulsa, but I think there's a good chance both of them get snaps, and therefore I didn't want anything to do with the Tulsa quarterback situation. Um, and then you got JMU Marshall. You know that's an interesting one, but I don't, I don't think you want both quarterbacks in that. So my top quarterback, JT Daniels, seven point four K up against. We're gonna have the same quarterbacks. Prob- probably. You want the Tulsa. We- Tulsa ranks 119th in the nation versus the pass. I think that is the obvious play. Well, I mean, he's a 35 year old quarterback that, you know, you want to get the experienced guy. They're running. They've kind of changed their offensive identity to fit JT Daniels. Yeah. They were like a run heavy team a year, year two ago under the same on the Tuiasa Sopo. They have changed it. They're kind of going air raid ish stuff with old JT Daniels to fit his uh, talent. You know, that's what he's used to, whether it was high school, whether it was college, uh, college for the most part. So they're doing that. I think you got to have action on JT Daniels. And the second quarterback I'm assuming is Jordan McLeod. It, obviously the him or him or cam Fancher, you could make compelling arguments for either one. If you were talking about Fancher, you're talking about a Marshall team. Who's at home going up against a JMU team who also struggles mightily to defend the pass. JMU is number one rushing defense in the country. I think they're in the one twenties or one thirties as far as pass defense. So there's an argument there. Uh, can I talk on that for a second? I think okay. that's a little misleading. I think uh, I noted this because uh, Patty C uh, on yes on last night's show was saying they've won a lot of close games. I'm like, no, they haven't. JMU has been up double digits in every single game they've played this year. Right. So, so they get, they get up early and teams have to pass. Yes. So and I, I, I think they go into a prevent and, yeah. and their, their past defense, they did a great job against Georgia Southern last week and Georgia right. Southern and, runs the air raid. And that so, kind of makes their run defense look better than it is. And it makes their pass defense look worse than it is. So I hear you. I didn't roster Fancher. I did go Jordan McLeod, but if you look at Marshall, Marshall's getting gashed by the run. They're actually pretty good defending the pass. So yeah. uh, that's why I found it pretty interesting, but it sounds like we have the same two guys. I guess Jordan McLeod is the most expensive at 7.7 K and then JT Daniels at 7.4 K. Well, why you like McLeod is he is still dual threat. You yeah. know, he can run with his legs and, uh, and that offensive line, I want the quarterback behind that offensive line to tell you the truth. I don't give a shit. You know, who's playing that offensive line for JMU stands out. When you watch it, you go, Whoa, who is yeah. that? You know, plus the Marshall defense that looked good the first three weeks of the year. Well, you know, the last three weeks they've given up 41, 48, and 35 points to some nuts. I mean, Georgia State's got pretty good offense, but ODU and NC State, they don't really. So you have to be concerned with the Marshall defense right now. So that's why that's why we're in agreement with McLeod. Uh, did you go three backs? Um, I did. Yep. And uh my top guy, I roster him every time, regardless of matchup, because we just said how good the GMU run defense is. I still went Rashin Ali 6.7 K. We have the same team. I mean, the guy's a stud. He led the nation in rushing a couple of years ago. You have to I understand JMU's run defense is good. Okay. Whatever. Rashin Ali is good against whoever he plays. He scored at least two touchdowns in every game this year, except the NC State game. Yeah. 
It's it's just someone you got to play. Now uh, I have two other backs that I'm excited about. You have two other backs too. Yeah, yeah, I do. And um, the first guy, uh, my only player on Tulsa, because I can't trust the quarterbacks and I really can't trust the receivers. With shoulders out for Tulsa, I don't know who's going to get the most targets. So I focused on their running game with Anthony Watkins for six point two k. Randy Watkins. No, uh, Anthony, Anthony Watkins. Yes. Uh, look, he's good. I thought about rostering him. We have a difference. All yes, right. Yes. I, uh, I'm actually, I got uh Kalen black as my guy for JMU play the, play the music. Cause I have black as well. Okay. So JMU's offensive line. I just touched on it. Give me everybody behind JMU's offensive line. All right. And I, granted, he splits carries with Lawson, but uh, yeah, Black has more carries on the season. And also, he catches balls too. He has at least three catches in four of the games this year. And I, I just thought the um, the JMU skill position guys, the running backs and receivers, were criminally underpriced. I agree. You're going to see, we're going to have the same roster. But well, you have a third running back that I don't have. Who is it? I do. I'm taking you to the other side of that Tulsa game. Now, mm. originally, I, I rostered Dalen Alexander, who has 35 yards rushing on the season, right? Uh, he has five touchdowns though. So I thought that one made sense, but then the more I looked into it, I had extra money and I was like, wait, he has six touchdowns on the season. Unbelievable. Um, uh, there's just a guy named Dean Connors that you got to get action on because if you have, you seen how much <laughs> this guy has, he's the second leading receiver on the team, right? He's getting 13 yards a catch, right? He's got two touchdowns receiving, but he's also their leading rusher with 41 rushes, 180 yards in a score, 4.5 yards of rush, just about there. Um, I this guy's a stud, and the fact that he's kind of their Swiss Army knife, give me give me that all day, Dean Connors, and he, he's criminally underpriced, man. 4,800 for Dean motherfucking Connors. I don't know. I, I have a rule: never draft white running backs. Uh, <laughs> uh, this guy's from Hawaii, but he he doesn't look Hawaiian. At least you know, not native Hawaiian. So, uh, buddy, do Dean I gotta Connors. tell you what he did last week against? Well, they had a bye week, but the week prior against UConn, UConn, good defense. He had seven rushes for forty-two yards, and then he had seven catches for eighty-eight yards. This guy's a machine. He's you know he hasn't really been on my radar. This might this might be a nice pick here, but. Uh, I, I think first of all, did you roster anybody on uh, Tulsa? No, really interesting. Okay, I I don't want any pieces of that Golden Hurricane team. I know you think Rice Dude, is going to go in there and, uh, and get the dub, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm sitting on forty six hundred dollars. <laughs> I'm sitting on seventeen hundred dollars. I thought that was a lot. <laughs> so uh, Dean Connors just sitting there at a at a Hawaii. This guy's a stud. Um, yeah, I think you got to get him. All right, receiver wise, I have uh, three wideouts. You have three wideouts, right? Yeah, there's one obvious play I think, especially if you went um, JT Daniels, and that's to stack him with Luke McCaffrey. Look, you heard the introduction, Bill Romanowski. He was the teammate of Ed McCaffrey, and Luke McCaffrey is the son of Ed McCaffrey. Let's, uh, I mean, and I guess you know his brother is maybe the only white running back who you should roster. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy Vardell. They called him Touchdown Tommy for a reason. NC Nick. Uh, 
And what about uh, Brad Roberts? All right, you got you're really giving the white running backs. Uh, you know, Brad Roberts this year, this year, Brad, John Brad Roberts two point Brad Roberts is probably on an Air Force an Air Force base in Germany this year. Okay, so this year, Owen okay. Burke, motherfucker, right? Um, no, uh, look, uh, McCaffrey obviously a, a, a thirty catches, five hundred fourteen yards, six touchdowns. He also has a few rushes. He all over the field. That guy is so. Yeah, you got to have him. So okay, I'm curious about the. Uh, so I have two great, like really well priced wideouts in the three K range. That is mind boggling to me. That's like they didn't do their homework. I'm sure we have the same guys. Did you roster both of them? Well, no, because my next guy is five K, okay. and I want to get pieces, well, a couple more pieces with Marshall. Uh, because uh, look, even though JMU is favored and they're they're looking great, I think Marshall's a live home dog. Even though I took the Dukes, I think I think that game could uh, there could be more points than expected. I wouldn't be surprised if an over hits on that Jamie Marshall game. So I went um, Caleb Coombs Combs for five yeah. k. Um, he has the most catches and touchdowns on the herd, and also a couple receivers have that questionable tag McMillan and Conley. So. If they're out, if they're uh, a little banged up, I think you know more looks are going to go to uh, Combs. I don't want anything to do with the Marshall passing attack. So Fancher, I look- Fancher's throwing the ball a little bit better. I mean, if you look at his game log here, he's he has back to back games over three hundred yards against Georgia State and NC State. I mean, the NC State game was wild, but yeah, I don't know. I'm not buying it. Not buying it against these right. dukes. Well, who's your who who's your low price guys? I, I would imagine we share one of them. Uh the leading receiver reception. Well, both leading receivers for JMU. Elijah Surratt, 24 catches, 385 yards, three touchdowns. He is priced at 3,400, which is ridiculous. And Play then, the music there. Yeah. Let's go. JMU, they're just don't get in the way of JMU. They're a machine this year. And then I went with Reggie Brown, their other receiver, who leads them in yardage. Twenty, he's getting twenty-one yards a catch. He has three touchdowns as well. So I wanted, I wanted all of that JMU passing attack, dude. He's only, he's only thirty-seven hundred. What the hell am I missing here? Yeah, I, I, I had to keep on scrolling for a JMU receiver. I'm like, where are these guys? You know. Um, so if I'm doing the math right, you have nobody on Tulsa and only one person on Marshall. Yep, Rasheen Ali, and that's the only one I want on Marshall. You, you are putting all of your eggs in the basket on two road teams, Rice and JMU. Uh, so it's gonna be interesting. Obviously, you're focusing on the teams who you think are gonna win. I went with a little bit more of a balanced approach, you know, spread across all four teams. It'll be interesting to see who does better. I think for a side bet, we do Reggie Brown versus Caleb Combs. Because obviously you have the money to roster the Marshall receiver if you wanted to. Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's do write it. it. Write it down. You stinking bum. All right, let's go. Uh all right, let's jump over to Friday's action. Unfortunately, college football failed us this Friday. Like really failed <laughs> us. They, they didn't even give us an Ivy League game. They just gave us SMU and Temple. This is what you give us? Ridiculous. There's a lot of games they could have put on there. Miami, Ohio plays Toledo on Saturday in an awesome Mac game. That should be on Friday night, primetime. There's so many we could go down Saturday that you could toss on Friday night. There needs we're, to be a afraid of some baseball playoffs. <laughs> Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Um, so my captain, you know, this was really hard to do here because uh, I feel like everyone's <laughs> gonna have the same team. 
Yeah, that's why wh- whoever you put it as the captain is the most important. Um, when I'm looking at the stats, the one thing that jumped off the page is that Temple is 129th in the nation versus the run, giving up over 200 and uh, two, exactly 206 uh, yards per game. That's why I'm. Uh, this is a bounce back game because Jalen Knighton did not play that well last week. I uh, am for my captain. I won the SMU rushing attack and the Miami transfer and Jalen Knighton. You know, my problem is, is they just don't rely on the run that much. That's that's fair, but all, they also spread the ball around in the pass so much. It's hard to rely on any one pass catcher. Well, that's why you got to go press stone, stone, <laughs> Preston stone. Um, he threw for 300 against Prairie view. He hasn't had a 300 game oh. yard since. Hey, don't shit on Bubba McDowell. That's my guy, right? Uh, this is where he gets, he gets back in the three hundreds. He's going to throw for over 300 against temple. So that is my captain. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, so he was more expensive. So uh, how much money did you have on the, on the table? Uh, 500. I only had, a, I only had an extra 700. So um, I, I went Preston stone is on my roster. Um, I actually had both quarterbacks. Now, EJ Warner has a questionable tag. He, he missed last week with the concussion. My hunch is that he'll be back. Most concussions, I think it's fair to say that you're out one week. Yeah. You know, unless it's a really bad one. Um, so you're gonna have to monitor this leading up to kickoff to see if he gets a start. But I think um, especially on on a slate where there's there's not a whole lot of good options. Yeah. Uh that's why I won both quarterbacks. Yeah. I did too. EJ Warner uh you know, still hasn't had a 300 yard game this season, huh? Which is crazy. Do you remember how he ended last year? Yeah. Oh wait, wait, no, I'm sorry. He threw for uh 472 against UTSA. Oh, the last time he played. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why you want to roster him. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, last year, and I know you hate when I bring this up last year, he threw in the last game of the season for five twenty-seven and five touchdowns against East Carolina, but they lost. All right. That's true. That's what happens when you play the pirates. Um, not, not a good look. Uh, I mean, yeah, we have, so we both have the same quarterbacks. I'm not even going to play the music because it's a one game lineup. Um, after that running back wise, I did have Jalen Knighton. So we do have, wait, you, you see you roster Preston stone, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I have Knighton as well. Did you ride with any other running backs? Cause I did. No, I uh, took a shot on uh, Darvin Hubbard, not Jaquez Smith, Darvin Hubbard, who gets some look Smith, the temple starting running back has 59 carries. Hubbard gets, has 48 carries. But what I like is Hubbard has 18 receptions. They love to get him in the pass game. So that was uh, my play at 3,200. I don't like anybody in the temple ground game, but I guess, you know, it's not a bad play. If, if he, if he gets some, some uh, catches, uh, no, the, the only other, well, no, I have two, uh, I have two pass catchers on temple. I went with their, um, their wide receiver one, um, Ahmad Anderson, jr. 7.8 K. I think, I mean, if, if Warner's healthy, if he's passing the ball a lot, the, the you know, the, the, the guy getting most of those catches will be Anderson jr. Did you not, you probably didn't have enough money for him. I originally had him in my lineup, but I did buy $100. I, when I put in a couple other guys that I like, I had to cut back. So I went with, uh, I went with a couple others. I went with, uh, did you go Dante Wright instead. No, I actually switched over to the SMU side of things with their, with their wide out. I went with their top wide receiver in Dallas in uh, 
what Jake Bailey, their top receptions leader. He's this is their uh yet now he hasn't scored yet. I feel like it's for you to lead the team in receptions, you're just it's only a matter of time before he scores. So Jake Bailey, I think, gets in there for the SMU Mustangs. Sounded uh, like you wanted to say positive touchdown regression candidate. Yeah, yeah. I know you like uh, you sound like Kramer pushing that. Um so yeah, that did you not roster Jake Bailey? No, I didn't. Uh, I mean, they, t- or not Temple. SMU has what five pass catchers that have over ten catches, and then they got two other receivers with eight and nine. So I didn't want to spend up on the most expensive one because they spread that around so much. Uh, I, I mean, I understand your point because Bailey has twenty catches; he leads the team. I took a shot <clears throat> on a guy with eleven catches for two hundred and four yards, averaging eighteen point five yards a catch. Meanwhile, your boy Jake Bailey only eleven, and my guy also leads the team at least tied in in receiving touchdowns with three. I went Roderick Daniels Jr. three point eight k. Wow, wow! I think we're gonna have our battle here. How expensive is Bailey? No, no, no. Okay, I'm talking about another matchup there. So you have, uh, uh, I, mean- I I have money too, and and there's a receiver, Keyshawn Smith. At four point four k, did you roster him? No, there's a guy at two point four k that I'm that I that I'm a big fan of. On SMU Temple, I rostered him as well. The tight end, Martin uh, Robinson. David Martin Robinson. David Martin Robinson. Uh, look, this guy's a stud. Twenty five receptions, three hundred five yards. You go back and look. If you take out last week's, you know, Quincy Patterson played. If you if you look at the games, Quincy Patterson, Quincy Patterson plays. Uh, He's not very prolific, so you have to monitor that situation. But if it, Quincy Patterson plays, remove all Temple receivers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, he had the last time he stepped on a field with Warner, eight for one, twelve, two touchdowns. The game before that, six for forty-eight. Uh, the Rutgers game, four for fifty-eight. So getting him involved in the mix, key. I think so. Uh, for yeah, sure, for that's, sure. So that, that's my whole team. Be one other person. No, oh. that, that's my yeah. whole team too. So. So the question um, is, do you want to go a Roderick Daniels versus Jake Bailey? Even though how expensive is Bailey? Bailey is hang on. I, I, I'm sorry. I, I went off of it. Give me a second here. Uh, he, well, no, he's 7,200. Yeah. He's a lot. He's like double the price. All right. I yeah. guess it just, I mean, on a, just a one game slate, it doesn't lend itself. Uh, okay. Well, there we go, man. I'm going to kick your ass Friday night. Yeah, bring it on, buddy. All right, look, before we get to the next thing, I want to tell you the before the Saturday slate, uh, that the college football experience is brought to you by Game Time. Yes, buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be that stressful. Game time's the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater that is near you. With killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the, the the fun that you'll be having at that very event, essentially. So snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use that promo code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Once again, create that account, CFBX for $20 off. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. 
Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent, data driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com and use that promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start <laughs> researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. All right, now when it comes to Saturday, we're back on the DFS show. I love the morning slate way more than the night slate. How about you? Completely 100% agree. The night slate, I thought. There are a lot less games. I didn't like the quarterbacks. Well, I mean, we'll, we'll get into that, but uh, yeah, this was my favorite slate to put, to put together the main slate. Yeah. So uh, did you go to quarterbacks? I did. And I, I spent up on one of them. Wow. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. I don't think he was the most expensive on the slate. He was the second most. So not Bo Nix at 9.8 K, but Dylan Gabriel, Oklahoma's quarterback playing his old team. 9.3 K Oklahoma coming off the bye in big 12 games. UCF is giving up 43.6 points per game, really struggling defensively. I love the matchup. That one makes sense. That <laughs> one does make sense. And uh, you know, I, I did not pay up for, for the quarterback position. So uh, there's that, but uh, um, I, this is an interesting slate too. I thought just with, I mean, you have air force and Navy on here, which usually isn't in the mix with, you know, the P five teams. You got Tulane UAB. I'm not, I'm not Tulane. Uh, Memphis UAB, which has some interesting battle for players. the bones. That could be high scoring. So I thought it was an interesting slate. Kind of fun not to just have all P fives in this. But uh, who's your most expensive quarterback? Well, it's that game that you just talk about <laughs> there. Well, I'm assuming you you rostered Seth Hennigan's. That's why I, I didn't. I oh. was close to. Have you seen UAB's defense recently? They're trash. <laughs> Uh, at, at, he was my most expensive quarterback at 8,300. Uh, that's, that's why I drank Hennigan. Um, I love the play. He was in my lineup at one point I was moving and shaking. Ultimately I, I didn't have enough money. Uh, the only downfall with Hennigan is that he is only, he's only a passer. You're getting nothing with your legs with him. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He's got over a hundred yards rushing on the season, three rushing touchdowns. Uh, the rest of touchdowns. Okay. I mean, that's kind of surprising, but I mean, over a hundred on the year, uh, you know, I, I like dual threat guys and that's why for, I think $500 cheaper, you can get Garrett green, West Virginia's quarterback, 7.8 K. I Did almost you went with him. I almost went with him. I, yeah, he showed me something new yeah. last week too. Well, being yeah. able to pass the ball against Houston and not only, I mean, he just looked good. He, he looked accurate. Uh, the deep ball was there. It, I mean, he just, yeah, I was impressed and we always know he has a really you know, high floor because of his rushing abilities, but if he can throw the ball now too, I, I like the uh, green play. Well, uh, my other quarterback and I like the green play too. Uh, you'll see, I have some dub V guys here. I think they're going to, I think mm. they're going to, I think that offense is improving week by week, but uh, uh, this one, I'm just counting on the fact that he had a really bad game last week. And I think, mm. I think he puts it on him to, to puts the pressure on himself to, to deliver a huge Don't tell me you're game. going Slovis. No, I'm going with quarter Curtis Rourke. And these are the breaks. Um, look, he, he had a terrible game last week, three interceptions, 159 yards passing, but you don't have to look that much further the week before 300, 300 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, you know, this is a guy. He also had a rushing touchdown in that game. Um, I just expect him against Western Michigan. When I look at Western Michigan, I think the weakness of, of the Broncos is the, is the defense. I think the offense will probably be able to keep up. This could be 
And, and it, it hasn't looked right for Curtis work for a lot of games this year. I think though, after that bad of a performance, that might be the worst game he's ever started. And I think he bounces back against the Broncos and BYU and Slovis is on the night slate. I was getting my slates confused. I also had him originally in here too, but yeah, you, you wonder if he's not healthy or if the offense just isn't clicking for some reason. Look, I mean, with, with how cheap he is, it makes sense. And maybe he is in store for a bounce back spot. So I like the play. I was thinking about him, but I wanted to get the quarterback position right this week. So I wasn't willing to take a gamble on a guy who hasn't looked him, himself this year. Threw for 300 and uh, had 22 <laughs> yards rushing and a score the week before. There you go. All right. He's going to bounce back uh, running back wise. Did you roster three? I only got two this uh, in this slate, actually. Did you go with your standard two, three, three? Uh, I did. I'm back yeah. to three backs. Well, since you got more than me, why don't you do the start? Why don't you lead the way? Uh, one thing I know about Dana Holgerson teams is they uh, they're not very good against the run. So Jonathan, yeah, Jonathan Brooks at seventy four hundred, leading rusher for the Texas Longhorns, seven yards or six touchdowns. Get him the ball. That's Houston my- is ranked ninety seventh versus the run. Brooks is a top 10 leading rusher in the nation. I mean, he's going he's gonna to be chalky. A lot of people are going to go after Brooks here, but I think you have to 100%. So that means my second running back price wise. Uh, and that is back to Morgantown. All right. CJ Donaldson. Look, I don't know how good Oklahoma state really is now. Great job on the bye week Gundy's got this team playing better They're there, but we need, we, we need to learn about them when they hit the road to Morgantown and take on a veteran offensive line. I've said all year, I think short of Texas, they're the best offensive line in the big 12. And I'd say they're probably a top 20 offensive line in the country. So give me CJ Donaldson running against, you know, a defense that did give up 34 to uh, South Alabama. So uh, give me, give me CJ Donaldson, 6,500. I like Donaldson. I mean, he scored a touchdown in four straight games. I thought he was going to have a better year this year. I mean, he's not doing bad, but only one game over 100 yards. And he just barely cleared that uh, last three weeks, 66 yards, 61, 48. I mean, he's, he's solid. He's a safe bet for decent production, but he hasn't really had a monster game yet. I don't know if that's maybe that's coming, but, or maybe it's, he's just going to be kind of steady Eddie this year and, uh, and not have that kind of upside that he had in some of the games last year. Um, the, the running back on the opposite side is more expensive and Ollie Gordon. I've rostered him the last couple of weeks. He's kicking ass, but his price has gone up too. So I didn't roster him this week, especially at WVU kind of a tough spot there. Um, I went cheaper here. I went again. I'm trying to fade this UCF team and this UCF defense against the run. They're especially bad 124th in the nation, giving up 197 yards per game. And even though Oklahoma's got a couple different guys, I think Tawi Walker for 5.4 K looks the real deal. I think he's a better running back than Marcus major. And hopefully he's starting to get, you know, more carries. So I think it's a shot. I, I think you can potentially roster either one of these Oklahoma running backs, but I went with Walker. Interesting. Cause I went on the other side of that one with RJ Harvey. I like RJ Harvey. Yep. Yeah. I see. I'm not ready to, to say Oklahoma has this great, this great uh, defense yet. Um, it looked pretty good against Texas. That defensive line looked good. That's true. That, the most surprising thing about that game was the Oklahoma D line beating the Texas O line. One hundred percent. But that's a game that everybody gets up for every year. There's certain years sure. where we've seen Texas be five and seven, but they looked amazing that game. Um, 
I, I, I once again, you go back to whether it's the Cincinnati game, you go back to whether it's uh, so, you know, some of the other games that we've seen. I, 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 is it Oklahoma's defense being dominant or is it Cincinnati's offense being terrible? Uh, we'll find so, I mean, out. That's fair. Yeah. Right. Uh, we'll find out. Uh, I think RJ Harvey will get his. I think he's a stud. I actually think he's kind of a key for UCF staying in this game. So, for sure, yeah. for sure, I agree. I, you know, I, I was on him early last year when he was still buried on the depth chart behind. Uh, who was that Northwestern transfer down there? Bowser. Yeah. Bowser. Yeah. Bowser, and, uh, Bowser, yeah. As the year progressed, he overtook the, the backfield. So he is a baller. I like to play. Um, all right, so that's your running backs. I only had two, so we can move on to receiver. I'll lead the way since I have four. Uh, my top receiver, only 6K because I spent up a quarterback, kind of spent up a little bit on Jonathan Brooks. I'm going to go Andrew Armstrong, Arkansas's wide receiver one, more than double the amount of catches over any other Razorback receiver. He was and, at, uh, he was a D2 player, folks, at Texas A&M Commerce. Now, wow. Commerce is now an FCS school, but you know, originally started his career playing D two football. What a, what a great find. And he's been double digit fantasy points in every game this season. That's you know the consistent production you're looking for. Yeah. Uh, that's a good play. I like that one. Cause I think they're going to be able to move the ball. I like the, you know, if you listen to our locks pot, I'm all over the razor backs against the Mississippi state bulldogs in Fayetteville. Uh, I'm going to take you back my, my top. Uh, well, I think if you watch the years, whether, whether, so that if, if Dana Holgerson can keep this close with Texas, which he has a knack for doing historically, he's got a, I believe I said four and three all time record uh, against the Texas Longhorns. And even a lot of those losses, I believe were he went for two, one of the years and didn't get it. Uh, so they lost by one. I think the other one was by three. And then I think the, the there was one year where Texas got him by like 16 or 17. So every year, but one, He's either beaten or it was a really tight game. Uh, but even if they get blown out, I expect them to pass the ball more. And, and they, they're starting Donovan Smith who beat Texas a year ago, the same Texas team for the most part, uh, Joseph Manjack at 5,900, <laughs> the former USC Trojan, one of my favorite names in college football, but Manjack, uh, he's good, man. He, so he's, he's their, their possession guy. So at 5,900, I, I took a shot on Joe Manjack. Interesting. And we're going to have a couple options for some side bets. Cause you know, Armstrong was only six K only a hundred dollars more. I didn't, have any, second, I didn't have any money. Okay. My second receiver is a hundred dollars less. Mm. And I, I needed to get Pete's pieces of this Memphis and UAB game. I, 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 at one point I had lots of it. I, I settled on just one guy, rock Taylor, 5.8 K three straight games over 100 yards and double digit targets in three of the last four games. You did you not roster rock? I did not. And see the logic here also is I think Texas, you know, part of why we realized Texas was a bit phony. We didn't know that their pass defense wasn't that good. Remember Jalen Milrow can't, especially back then he wasn't able to pass the ball. He's opened it up a little bit more, but kind of on one route. And then they played three backup quarterbacks where Dylan Gabriel was able to pass the ball with ease on a secondary that I think has a lot of, a lot of people concerned. Uh, maybe that was, you know, the glaring weakness of the Longhorn. So can Holgerson take advantage of that? That's my man Jack play, buddy. Let's, what do we got going? What do we All got right, going on? Rock this? versus man Jack. Let's go. Rock versus man Jack. Um, my only problem with man Jack is that there's, he, you could argue that he's like the third, you know, option in the passing game. Well, he's not their home run threat, but he's like their possession guy. Yeah. So, 
uh, you know, I just think they'll have success. Uh, All right. So man, Jack was your leading receiver or your, your most expensive receiver. Who's next. Next. I'm taking you back to Morgantown. I told you, I like this matchup. I think dub V is going to be able to put up some points. So when I see, you know, I took a shot on Devin Carter, the former NC state Wolfpack wide out had a big week last week. Uh, yeah. So uh, they, they're, you know, green's been injured a little bit. So I feel like them they're developing that chemistry. Uh, remember week one, he had six for 90 against Penn state. He then green Remember, green got dinged up against Pitt, Right. And we kind of saw quarterback by, com, you know, or not, not by committee, but the uh, what's the backup's name again? Um, Marischal, I think it is. Um, like that, right? Yeah. But you know, now they're back going. And I think this is a value play. I think he's undervalued considering that when green's playing, he's performed the two games that green's played the full games, six for 90, five for one sixteen. load up on Devin Carter. It makes a lot of sense. And, and I considered him too, especially because I'm starting Garrett green, but ultimately I went with a guy $200 cheaper. So I had the money because I have $400 left over. I had the money to go De- uh, Devin Carter. So I think we, we may have a second side bet. I went on the other side of that game, Rashad Owens for 4.8 K. And this guy came out of nowhere a couple of weeks ago. He went five for 75 versus K state followed that up last week, nine for one twelve on 12 targets against Kansas. You can see he has that rapport with Bowman. And ever since Bowman's been given that quarterback job, Rashad Owens has just blossomed. So uh, I like Owens a little bit better. Life's different on the road, buddy. All right. You're having That's fun. True. It's still water. You got to go all the way across country. Owens uh, versus Carter. Bottle of bourbon. Let's go. So my final guy, I'm staying in Morgantown. All right. Woo. At 4,800, I like. This I don't know how the buffs let this kid get out of there. Cole Taylor from Grand Junction, Colorado, the tight end for West Virginia. Look what he did a week ago, five for sixty-two. He didn't score, but you go back a couple of the weeks prior. I know the Pitt game, the Texas Tech game. He got touchdowns. I'm going with Cole Taylor, a, a vital part of the passing attack for the Mountaineers. So this is pretty interesting. I have the West Virginia quarterback, but you have two receivers and Donaldson. You have the <laughs> You have the Memphis quarterback, and I have the Memphis receiver. All the uh, DFS nerds screaming about stacks would be uh, compl- perplexed about what we're doing here. But <laughs> I like the play. Um, but I like my my line is better for sure, man. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna beat the piss out of your team this week, dude. <laughs> and we got we got two side bets here, so I love it. Uh, uh, actually, I still have one one more guy left. Who's that? Are you done? I am. Uh, done. Bottom bottom of the barrel, three point one k. We know Luke Lachey out for the year. I we thought about Eric this, Ball man. I out for the year. Next man up, Steven Stilianos, the <laughs> Iowa tight end. <laughs> future first round pick. It's an Iowa tight end. Future first round draft there pick. There you go. It, it's a it's a factory, man. So obviously it's a gamble here, but I think for such a low price, it's worth a shot. Love that name. Um all right, let's jump on over to Saturday night because Saturday night, I thought this slate was pretty hard. Actually. I thought this was one of the harder slates that besides Friday, I just didn't love this slate, but, uh, and I think part of the challenge is at quarterback here, not a lot of great options, unless you're willing to really pay up for quarterbacks with, I thought that had bad matchups like Caleb Williams is 10.5 K going up against Utah. 
no thanks. You know, granted, I think he bounces back from his awful performance last week, but I can't spend that much money in in a game where I consider it a bad matchup. I did. You you went Caleb. I I paid up for wow. Caleb Williams because I think that's, that's not like you either. With you know, because usually you like quarterbacks in like the seven range, yeah. eight range. I well, I didn't like he bounces this back big time. I do, and I think U.S. or Utah is going to struggle unless Cam Rising plays. Then I might pivot, but I think Utah is going to struggle to get first downs, even against that bad defense. They're too one-dimensional, and yeah. I think Caleb Williams has this one circled since last year. So I I like Caleb Williams to go off uh, after that three interception performance in South Bend. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it makes sense as a bounce back spot. I just saw it was too expensive, and I, I mean, I think Jackson Dart at nine point five K is too expensive also. Jordan Travis, I think uh, uh, playing a really good Duke defense is not the matchup you take for a guy over nine K. So I, I kept going down this list here. I mean, uh, even like uh, Kansas state is, is playing two quarterbacks. Now, you know, you got the the new quarterback at TCU. I don't want to trust him on the road. So ultimately I, I decided at 7.9 K I'm going to take JJ McCarthy. I almost rostered him. It was Caleb Williams or McCarthy for me. It, it's not like McCarthy is a great you know, fantasy quarterback because Michigan's a run heavy team, but he's it's, it's solid, safe, consistent production. I think the thing you worry about though, is if they go up 28, nothing is Jack Tuttle in the game for them. Right. But I mean, he averages 21 fantasy points, which isn't great, but he like almost every week he's been right there. I think uh, the bowling green week, he only had 10 points because he, they just handed the ball off it it, uh, every play. So game script, a little bit of a concern, but Ultimately, I didn't like really any of the quarterback options, which is why I only rostered one and I went McCarthy. Well, I did have another quarterback, and he I'm surprised you didn't roster this guy because I think he's gonna have a good game. All right. Who you got? I locked this team up yesterday. Uh if you go listen to our locks pod. Um this guy Keaton Slovis. All uh, right. If you look at what he's done at at home this year, he's he's played really well, almost turnover-free football. Remember, they've played a lot of road games this year. So, you look at the home outings, he's played really good, six touchdowns, one interception at home, but also even on the road, he had that 357-yard game at Kansas. Now, he did have a terrible week last week against TCU. One, I mean, it wasn't that terrible as far as turnovers, but terrible as far as completion percentage. Terrible as as far as fantasy production. Yes. He's going to bounce back against Texas Tech, and Texas Tech's going to be starting. It might be a a quarterback that's never started on the road. Um, That means probably BYU will have the ball a lot of the time. I like Slovis there at 7,100 to bounce back in Provo. Both of your quarterbacks sucked ass last week. Yep. It's all (laughs) about revenge. I think both were under 10K last week, but like both of them were on the road. Uh, bad games, maybe bounce back spots. I, I see your angle, and you know a lot of people might not be on these guys because they played so bad last week. Slovis in general, I don't know. He he just I don't I don't think he's that good. You know, honestly, um, I but, actually I think he's good considering this slate. <laughs> yeah, hey, true. I, hey, I, I I said I don't like the quarterbacks here, so uh, I don't mind taking a shot at him. So I got I went running back heavy here, four running backs, uh, <laughs> two running backs for me. And all four of my running backs were <laughs> five point three to six point six. I love the fact that we we're completely different here. Uh, well, I guess I should lead lead the way. And uh, Quinshawn Judkins for six point six k, like he's he he has not had the year I expected. I expected to him to rush for like two thousand yards this year and like thirty five touchdowns or something. But again, on a slate where I was struggling to spend money, 
I said, you know what? Why not? Let me take a shot at Judkins here. 6.6K. Great minds think alike. You roster this guy all the time, by the way. He is a stud, but yeah, I did too. 6,600 against Auburn. I think it's their key to, to beating Auburn. F- kind of fascinated to watch that game. He still has a very high ceiling. Like, a- any game, any week, he could break out like he did against LSU and run for 177 yards. You know? Yeah. So that's why I went with him. So who's your second back? Second back. Uh, let's see here. A uh, cup, a uh, hundred dollars less. A guy that I've been telling you about here for a few weeks. I think you rostered him last week as well. That is Texas Tech's Taj Brooks, six point five k. Are you at all worried about the fact if it's a young quarterback in his first road start? Yeah, well, that's all the more reason to give him more touches. You know, so last week he snapped his streak of four straight one hundred yard games. Only had 98 yards and a touchdown though, but still, it's still, you know, pretty nice performance. So I think, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess you want the team to be balanced so they don't load the box, but if that young quarterback struggles all the more reason to, to feed Brooks often. And it is Texas tech, which means, you know, (laughs) normally they just have quarterbacks just sitting in the wings that can throw for 500. That's true. Um, I'm on the other side of that with my, with my second and final running back. this freshman, LJ Martin out of El Paso, Texas, UTEP, Dana Dimmel, maybe, maybe you give him a call. Um, LJ Martin, look, I know last week well, it was kind of bottled up. Still got four yards of rush, though. Um, 56 yards, four yards of rush. But look at some of the other performances he had. Last time he was in Provo, 66 yards on the ground, two touchdowns, uh, also a couple catches as well. So LJ Martin at uh, 5,700, the freshman out of El Paso. Okay, I like it. Uh, didn't roster him though. Um, you know who I did roster was a guy who also hasn't had a great year either, even though I think he's a good running back, and that is Will Shipley, six point three K. I think Clemson is gonna roll Miami personally. Uh coming off the bye, Miami, you know, who knows what their situation is. They might be throwing in the towel here, especially if they lose one more, especially if they get down early to Clemson. So Will Shipley, six point three K. Yeah, I think. See, I, I don't think Clemson's good enough to roll the teams anymore. You might be right, especially offensively. They've struggled yeah. pretty much every game. I, I I think Clemson probably wins the game, but I think it, it's going to be closer than what people think. Um, yeah. Uh, My yeah. Last running back. I have yeah, one more. Go, go with your running backs. Yeah. And this is fade fade USC's poor rush defense. I went Jack Quindlin Jackson five point three k. Back and healthy last week, he ran for 94 and touchdown on Cal for 5.3K. I like the price, and I think uh, that might set up for a pretty good side bet with uh, your BYU guy, LJ Martin. Let's go. Okay, let's go. Now, if Cam Rising plays, all bets are off because I'll pivot to the running back too. <laughs> Again, are you concerned also just with their lack of passing game that that USC is just going to load up to stop the run? I do. I mean, yeah. Anytime these guys, it's like the Oregon, no, Oregon State's defense is way better than USC's. But um, I just think right now they're t- they're way too one dimensional. So, but if Cam Rising plays, you're going to see me pivot to uh, the the Utah rushing attack. Um, I like it. Jake Packwood in the chat. What's up, man? I did uh, tell people to grab Tez Walker, so I, I got your uh, tweet also. So uh, hey, I, I'll gladly take credit for it. I was. I was right on him last week. I was wrong on a couple other folks, but I was right on Tez Walker going off. And I think last week he was like 5.9 K or something <sighs> crazy. Yeah. Killed it. Absolutely killed it. So I got four wideouts, man. 
All right, I got three. Who's your top one? My top one is the son of the greatest wideout that ever played the game, probably. Play the music. I have yeah. him on my Brendan team. Brendan Rice, 5,300. He has eight touchdowns. Leads USC in receiving touchdowns by a wide margin. Um, we both have him. Yeah, again, he came off a very bad week. I mean, the whole USC offense had a bad week last last week, so good bounce back spot. My second tight end, I'm going to this guy's a stud. Have you had a chance to watch this Ben Sinat kid for Kansas State? Yeah, Dude, I like him. Doesn't matter the quarterback; he's a stud. All right, I rostered him on the Friday night slate against Oklahoma State a couple of weeks ago. He's super athletic. He's going to be. I think he caught a touchdown that he week too. Is going to be good in the NFL. He had six. Like for, he had six for seventy-two last week, and that was with the backup starting. Um, What's he is uh, fifty-three hundred as well. Expensive for a tight end, but it makes sense. Leads um, K State in receiving, buddy. Yeah, so you went pretty low. Yeah, you know, it's well, I guess you you paid up for Caleb Williams, so you didn't have a ton of money for the receivers. I didn't have that problem. I I got nine hundred extra dollars on the table. I didn't know who to spend money on. I went Jordan Watkins. Old Miss receiver, six point five guy. Do uh, every one of your rosters has a Watkins, Jordan Watkins. All right, <laughs> it, it's fun to say, isn't it? <laughs> Eddie Murphy and coming to America, Jordan Watkins. Give it up for Randy Watson. Uh, yeah, I mean uh, that's it's a solid play. I just think I have a little bit of a better roster than yours. I just think Watkins ceiling. I mean, he has three games over a hundred yards. Uh, he is. Uh, he's found a new home. And I'll miss, and he's uh, producing. Home is where the heart is, they say. That's what they um, say. All right, now you know you you want the breakthrough player this week. Who's that? Zakarian Branch. This this is the one. Yeah, this is the game he gets up. Steals double this. double stacking with Caleb Williams, dude. After that first week, I was like, this guy is going to be nasty, and he's just not getting the volume of touches so far. He's forty eight. Remember, he was dinged up. He got injured. Yeah. So. Uh, $4,800 jump on now folks. All right. Blue light special going on in uh, the Coliseum. Uh, you didn't roster him, huh? I didn't. I, I you know, I went a hundred dollars cheaper. I'm, I'm kind of surprised you didn't stack chase Roberts with Keaton Slovis. I did. Or, uh, right? I mean, I'm all over this. Look, I got the quarterback running back and wide receiver for, for BYU. I'm all I'm all in on on the Mormons here. It wouldn't uh, be a podcast if Cole doesn't stack his running back with quarterback. You gotta do it. You gotta <laughs> do it, folks. Be yeah, zig when they zag. All right, uh, and that's my roster. Do you have to give? You have anyone left? No, nah, man. I'm spent. I'm done. Let's do it. All right, folks. Uh, we invite you to come play DFS with us just for a few bucks. We're not trying to take your money. All right. Uh, if anything, you might make some bucks. You might be going out to the old Shooters Sports Bar. Uh, right up the road, and say, you know what, guys, with your pals, this one's on me. I beat NC Nick and picked Dundee in uh, DFS. So uh, perhaps, all right. Um, subscribe to the College Football Experience. Give us a follow on Twitter too, uh, at TCE on SGPN. Uh, NC Nick's on Twitter at NC underscore underscore NICK. I'm on Twitter at the Colby D. Give us a follow, and uh, yeah, I'll be back in about two hours. Three hours with uh, the weekend bombs with CJ Sullivan. Always right. a fun listen. Yes, it out. the man in the box, as they say, from the bombs down under, or from the uh, bottom line bombs podcast, I should say. 
Uh, and then later tonight, I have the FCS, the FCS week eight preview and picks. There's a huge game going on in Cullowee, North Carolina with the Western Carolina hosting Furman. One of the biggest games of the season. We're going to be talking about that and a, and a few other big time matchups. Uh, I believe Montana state heads to Sacramento state. So check out that one. Uh, I think it'll be around four Pacific. So, and uh, yeah, then we have uh, just a bunch of other podcasts Saturday morning. I'll be live 11 AM Eastern 8 AM Pacific for the pregame show. We also have the reaction show Saturday night. Subscribe, tell a friend folks. Uh, also college basketball experience. Yes. The, the previews are coming out. NC Nick was on the ACC preview. We just got a lot of you're seeing uh, media days, college basketball media days. Check it all out, folks. We got the, that going on on the college basketball experience when the season tips. We're here every single night of the season, talking college hoops. Also, uh, we got the college baseball experience. We got the Big Twelve experience. Check out all those sports gambling podcasts. All right, uh, you know if you're a Patreon member, we're doing the uh, the history of Pick Dundee uh, today. So if you're a Patreon member, you'll get access to that. Um, the origin of old Dundee. And then, uh, <laughs> and then, uh, you know, every Friday night, the sports gambling podcast is live from Las Vegas on the VEASAN network, Brent Musburger's network. If you get YouTube TV, I recently just saw uh, an article saying YouTube TV uh, has the, the most amount of uh, so if you're watching your sports, the biggest percentage of people watching sports have YouTube TV. That means you have VEASAN folks every Friday night, nine o'clock Pacific midnight Eastern sports gambling podcast live from uh, Circa Sports there on Veasan, uh, yeah. Check, uh, get the SGPN app; it's free to download in the App Store and Google Play Store, and come talk college football with us. Whether it's DFS, whether it's games, sportsgamblingpodcast.com/slash/discord. Until next time, folks. This is the college football experience DFS now. You better start thinking about yours, and we out of here.